This podcast is brought to you by Glossier, a beauty brand inspired by real life. Thanks, Glossier, for supporting Satellite Sisters. Visit Glossier.com and use promo code SISTERS for 20% off your first purchase. You are listening to Pole Dark and Handsome. It's the Satellite Sisters recap of the PBS Masterpiece show, Pole Dark. We are happy to have you. I'm Leanne Dolan here in Pasadena, California. I'm with my sister, Julie Dolan, who is in Brooklyn, New York. And Julie, this episode, yes, Ross Pole Dark is back, don't you think? I, I love this episode, Leanne. I felt like, you know, he's finally not brooding, he's not in jail. Uh, things, you know, he was a man of action this week. Yeah, he is a man of the people. He's a minor to the stars. He was a husband to Demelza. And he was like so grumpy as like prisoner Ross. And last week <laughs> it was like gloomy jerk face Ross. But now the Ross we love is back. I mean, there were smiles. There were jokes. He charmed his investors. I thought that was just a surprisingly revealing linen shirt, didn't you? <laughs> Yes, Lynn. It was. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a transparency about mm-hmm. it that I, I enjoyed. Yes. Mm-hmm. And a deep V-neck, a very deep V-neck that um, surprised me, frankly. I did not know that was the fa- the fashion of the day, but it looked very fine. He managed to patch things up with, with Francis and, frankly, with the whole Poldark family. He brokered a peace treaty with the whole family. And, and then at the end, because that wasn't great enough, he dives into the ocean and saves Demelza. How great that was looks, that? That water looks so cold, and but it did nothing was stopping him. He just went after Demelza. I loved it. Yeah, and then they had that little back and forth there, classic romantic comedy. Oh, you've ruined my life. No, you've ruined my life. I love you. I love you. I loved it. It was great. So we are going to break it, this episode of Pull Dark Down scene by scene. But first, we want to give you this message from our sponsor for this podcast, Glossier. Stay with us. We're the Satellite Sisters. I'm Liz, here with Julie and Liam, and we want to introduce you to our new sponsor, Glossier. That's G-L-O-S-S-I-E-R. And it's a beauty brand that they say is inspired by real life. And they asked us to try their new product called Boy Brow. And it really took me back to our roots, Satellite Sisterhood, because the very first show we ever did, we had a makeup artist on, our friend Mona Mensing, mm-hmm. to talk about the importance of brows because your brows frame your face. And she always said to us that if you do nothing else, you should take care of your brows. But it's intimidating. So, so Julie, you tried this thing out. What do you think of Boy Brow? I love boy brow. Let me tell you why. Because normally when you're trying to do something with your brows, it's two or three steps. You got to do things. This is one product, okay? And it's very easy. It's like a teeny tiny mascara brush. And you just brush this on your brows. And I'm telling you, they are thicker. They're fuller. But it's very natural. So you get a very groomed look that stays on your face. Your your brows aren't all crunchy. That's <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it doesn't fade away, Liz. Yeah, I mean, no, I know. Sometimes, and you know, you this is something you would do every day because it's easy to do. It's a quick way to like give you take your face to another dimension. Give yourself some eyebrows, and it comes in three nice shades: so a blonde, a brown, and a black. Um, and I'm just saying, I love it, Liz. You know, and Liz, I think it's fair to say if Julie can use it, anyone can use it. Because, yeah. 
because of all the satellite that, sisters. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yes. Work out. Julie yes. can do it. Yeah, you can well, do it. You, you're probably like the least um, aggressive with your makeup or just comforted, you know. So I'm glad that you can use this Boy Brow product, one simple product, and it's only 16 bucks. So Satellite Sisters, if you want to check out Boy Brow and any other product at Glossier and get 20% off your first visit, here's how you do it. You want to go to their website, Glossier.com, G-L-O-S-S-I-E-R.com, and use the promo code SISTERS. So it's Glossier.com, and the promo code is SISTERS. You get 20% off your first order. You can try Boy Brow or any of the other fantastic Real Beauty products they have there. That URL again is G-L-O-S-S-I-E-R.com, Glossier.com. Use the promo code SISTERS for 20% off. Thanks, Glossier, for supporting the Satellite Sisters. And thanks, Satellite Sisterhood, for supporting the companies that support us. We're back. We're the Satellite Sisters, Leanne and Julie, here today, breaking down this episode of Pole Dark and our recap, Pole Dark and Handsome. All right, Julie, I'm just going to go through the action line by line, and we can comment on this, okay? Got it all broken down here. Okay. Right, first of all, uh, everyone everyone really had a great moment, I have to say, in this show. Everyone got a couple of scenes. I mean, they just jammed storylines into this show, which I loved. All right. But I didn't feel rushed. I didn't feel rushed, I think, because they open it with all those lovely coastal scenes, and all the scenes were separated by a lot of galloping horses. It seemed to have a good pace, Lane. I agree. I agree. It wasn't like, oh, it wasn't like time travel. It was just, it was a well-paced, action-packed show. And Julie, by the way, I have to say, if you enjoy scenes of Cornwall, I now follow several Cornwall tourist things on Twitter. Every day they they post pictures. Yeah. I find it very soothing in this day and age just to look at Cornwall over and over and over again. And okay. they, they love the PBS Pole Dark fans, so they're constantly posting shots of like, oh, remember this scene from this episode? Here's where it is, Beaches of Cornwall. I'm just saying, Julie, check it Leanne, out. I'm, I'm going to add that to my news kitchen <laughs> um, viewing sites. Okay. okay. Sounds good, Leanne. Yeah. Yeah, take take CNN off your Twitter feed. Put Cornwall on your f- Twitter feed. All right, uh, in Cornwall though, it, Dr. Ennis he he had quite a show, didn't you think? I mean, yes, he, did. he really made fishbone removal surprisingly sexy. I. <laughs> It's like a chess match between Dr. Ennis and Caroline, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you don't know who has more moves because they both have a lot of moves. I mean, Dr. Ennis is, he's, you know, he's no innocent there. You know, he, uh, he definitely thinks that Caroline is, is, you know, is something. And I, I I thought he was going to like faint when he was giving her the exam. He was so overcome and overwhelmed by her beauty. Uh, but then Caroline, you'd you think she has the upper hand, but not so much, you know, because Dr. Ennis is a man of principle. And uh, so you don't really know which way this is going to go. Yeah, she sort of turned the tables on him. And, you know, he's he needs, of course, he needs some oranges because the, 
the people of the town uh, are facing scurvy, which I don't know. I'm now MD, but I could have diagnosed that. Like, didn't you? Know, like, in the beginning, we see just some terrible looking peasants. And, uh, yeah. and got I'm thinking spots. That's, yeah. They've got spots. They've got bad hair. I mean, scurvy was my only answer. I was like, oh, gosh, I hope I don't have to research some weird Corno- Cornwallian disease that happened in the 1700s. Yeah. Fortunately, it was a scurvy diagnosis. So we yeah. all need, no, they need citrus right they need some citrus and lady caroline comes through and that that really turns on dr ennis i mean he comes right over there and he's very forward with her and you think something's going to happen and then at the end of the show she goes away what, what was I know, that, Julie? That's what I mean. That's a chess move, Leon. You know, oh. she's just see where this is. They're gonna they're gonna do this. They're gonna go back and forth. So we have to see who has the most moves. Okay, I'm glad you think that because I thought that's because that it is this the you know Caroline. No, it's not it. Okay. No, no, no. There, there's there's you know there's some some burning embers there. Okay, all right, and then we have Demelza, who is just the boss because she is like a hundred months pregnant and she heads out in a dinghy and catches fish. <laughs> for the family i said she doing that with her bare hands or something i don't know it's like a those single fish. line with a hook and she got like a bowl full of fish i just those are whoppers those were giant flounders she was pulling in i think yeah can i say this i don't know why you know elizabeth got like men falling all over her and she has no discernible skills and there's demelza she cleans she cooks she <laughs> she can sell things she can do a rummage sale and she can fish like a boss i mean she was really quite a, a catch <laughs> for for ross i think okay. good one man. good one all right now uh now we have the francis storyline and that always takes us to a sad place and like many sad men before him francis <laughs> appears to have taken up metal detecting as a hobby yeah what was that stick he had a he had a diviner stick right yeah. he was uh i thought yeah that, that just doesn't look like it's going to work. And his and he drags his poor son into that whole operation. So, yeah, that, yeah, was, that looks hopeless. Son down, yeah, taking his son down with him. I mean, we've all seen those guys in the park, and they're digging up, you know, 100-year-old Coke cans. So, But I, the only thing I can think of is Francis can turn this into a heroic moment because maybe he'll be able to suss out copper in the new mine. Okay, that's – do you think that that's where they're headed with that? I don't know. Francis detector? is a big loser, Liam. Yeah. You know you know, it, you know it in your heart. He's still a loser. Okay? Okay. Okay. So the best thing that ever happened to Francis is that uh, Ross has – you know, Ross is – now befriended him again. So that's right. There's a lot of Elizabeth too. Yeah. There's a lot of back and forth with the mine. We have a lot of details about the shareholders and they want to blast another bit of the mine and they know there's another line of copper in there and blah, blah, blah. And then George, the weasel shows up and he's bought more shares. And so Ross decides to abandon his mine and revive the old wheel grace, the family mine. Uh, but to do that, he needs Francis's support. And Francis, who's supposed to be completely down on his luck with no money, sending his wife into the fire, uh, not able to entertain or go to parties or anything like that. Somehow he has 600 pounds stashed away. What was it? Just hanging around. Yeah. I mean, I find the storyline about the business meetings and the voting for the shares, and I find that a little dull. So, But I understand they have to have 
you know, they have to have some of that in the show. But uh, let's just move on. Let's yeah. keep those uh, let's keep those scenes short. That's yeah. what I would say. I, I agree. I agree. So then we have Elizabeth. First of all, crazy grandma, who I love. She, she was uh, up and walking this week. Did you notice that, Leanne? I didn't know she because she she's always sitting down and mumbling. But this week she was out walking in the garden uh, with Elizabeth. And sort of very pointed and, and direct when she said, basically, you got to suck up to George the Weasel. Your husband owes him a lot of money and the whole fate of this operation is in your hands. You have to be sweet on him. So stop avoiding him. So what does Elizabeth do is the oldest trick in the book. Well, I'm just going to get on my pony and ride back and forth <laughs> in front of his house. <laughs> That's I found that. I mean, forget those dating sites. You just get yourself a horse and a hat and trot, uh, trot up and down in front of, you know, your intended Bo's house. That really works well. It does. It does. I mean, it worked for her. He just he saddled up that mare and got right out there. And uh, and so she and George the Weasel, they didn't really strike a bargain, but it's clear by the end of the show that Elizabeth is now kind of a spy in her own home, right? Like she's going to spill the beans about Ross and Francis's business plans because she doesn't want George the Weasel to call the loan. Right. I mean, there is this this parallel between Ross and Elizabeth both selling their souls this week in order uh, to get some higher good. Yeah. That's right. Ross, there's a whole storyline where he needs to raise some quick cash. So he allows smugglers to use his cove. And this mm-hmm. is something that uh, Demelza is really, she does not agree with. Because you know what? The guy almost hanged two weeks ago. I mean, I don't blame her. This is like a short trip to prison for him. But he's like, we need this quick cash. Just pull the blinds. Pretend you don't know anything. <laughs> so. <laughs> I was like, if he goes back to prison, I am going to kill I know. him. Okay. I know. I know. <laughs> you and Demelza, get in line. Yeah, because she's nine months pregnant. Yeah. yeah. And we don't want to watch those prison scenes, PBS. No more. No more. All right. And then so happy to see Verity, Francis's lovely, charming sister, is back. She's back in the family fold. She's back with her own storylines. She disappeared when she married a man that Francis didn't approve of. And uh, But Demelza has kept her close. And now, you know, uh, Poldark is able to broker this deal between Verity, the husband, Captain... Captain, what's his name? Captain. 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 <laughs> Captain Blamey. Captain Blamey. Yeah. Not yeah. Blimey. Blimey. So, I mean, he he looks like a character from the Pirates of Penzance or something, right? I, I can't look at him. That hat is so ridiculous that he wears. He's like, I mean, when they're, you know, just every scene, you just take the hat off, please. He looks like a goofball in that. Yeah. yeah. But I was really, I was happy. And I thought the scene, I felt so much for Verity when she was meeting uh, the captain's st- uh, children. So mm-hmm. her stepchildren now. And she was so nervous and really wanted it to go well. And of course, there was one sourpuss daughter who was just not the least bit nice or welcoming and was insulting to Verity. But uh, the good news was um, uh, the captain's son, James, has a big heart and he was very enthusiastic about Verity and was going to work on his sister. So I I was happy about that. Yeah. And then they all sang, I am the very model of a model major general. And so that was good. (laughs) It's good. She's a charming character, Verity. So I'm glad she she's is. back in the fold. I like, she's one of my favorite, Land. Yeah. 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 Okay, so we have all these great things happening. 
you know, things are humming along. Demelza and Ross are sort of at odds because of the, you know, the problem in the cove. And he tells her, of course, under no uncertain circumstances, you are not to go fishing again, even though I'm running around at the pub with my investors while you're actually feeding our family. Thank you very right. much, Demelza. And what does she do? She's, she needs to fish. A girl's got to fish. So she heads out in the rowboat. You know when the dog starts barking that that's not a good sign, right? The adorable dog. <laughs> yes. Anytime that you have a barking dog, it's just, just a sign of something that's yeah. not good. But and why does she turn back? She starts into labor pains, but she doesn't have enough fish, Leanne, so she just keeps going. She keeps you know, going. she's probably dilating, but she doesn't care. She is just, she's got to get a couple more flounder. Yeah. And then, and then Ross shows up and he is, he's mad. He is mad that Mrs. Drunk has let her go back to the cove. He's mad that she's out there fishing and he storms into that ocean like Poseidon, you know, it's just great. He, and they takes her out of that boat. For some reason, he decides to throw the oar away. Why did he do that? <laughs> good, good question, Leanne. I saw that too. It's like. That or they don't have any money. I know that, that or they could use that or for like firewood if 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 nothing else. Yeah, just let that go in the surf. I didn't I didn't get that at all. And he grabs her. She's nine months pregnant, but it doesn't matter. Pull dark. He can still carry her like up the cliffs and over the moors to the house yeah. where she delivers a baby boy. And that's a nice I moment. Know. That is a nice moment. You just, you really held your breath when Dr. Ennis came down because you were like, you didn't know if something had happened to the baby. So that was nice. Yeah. But why no name, Leon? We see another scene where they're having the christening. I know. No name. What's up with that? I don't know. I thought some, I actually sort of rewound it and watched it again. Like, did I miss the name? I hate when that happens. Like, was I so busy taking notes? I missed the name. So uh, yeah, no name. We don't know that. But at the end, you know, for some reason they're standing on the cliffs drinking uh toasting yes i mean why not it was a beautiful sunny a day. day calm seas uh the, the whole family is there uh, everybody's happy you know this can't last yeah. right right uh and they're they're toasting to the new the mind the new old mind they're toasting to the baby uh, they're toasting to the future of the Poldark family. And we're happy. As the viewers, we're happy because, you know, things for one minute look like they're going to go well for this crew. We know they're not. Uh, but for one minute, and then there's just a great sort of two shot of uh, Demelza and Poldark. And he makes a joke about the North Star versus the Dog Star. And, you know, coming from most men, being compared to a Dog Star would not really be that romantic. But when uh -huh. Ross says it about you, it's pretty romantic. Yes, it worked. It totally worked. worked. Really worked. All right, Julie, I have to say my favorite moment of the whole thing was just when George the Weasel and Poldark got into that fight. And for several weeks now, we've been seeing George the Weasel, um, like, practice his boxing. Like, yeah, like, in his high heel shoes. Yeah. With, with his, the full ruffled blouse. Yeah. yeah it's like, hard to do. It's hard to box in high heels. Yeah. So, Bunny, and an actual fight happens. His only strategy is basically to gouge Poldark's eyes out. Did you see I, that? Yes. I was like, stop it. Get your fingers, get your thumbs out of Poldark's eyes. I, I mean, come on. I think that's what I used to do to my brother Brendan when I finally got him down <laughs> on the ground. Like it was my only way to get, a, you know, get ahead because he was like older and bigger than me. But that just, it says it all about George the Weasel, that he's an eye gouger. Mm, not so good. <laughs> not so good. All right. Did you have any favorite moments or any, anything else you wanted to say? 
just I love the birth of the child. I'm so happy for Demelza that they, they have this lovely baby boy, whatever his name is. Um, <laughs> yeah. And again, just really enjoyed all the galloping and all the um, beautiful sea scenes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Excellent. All right. We're the Satellite Sisters. You can find our weekly podcast, Satellite Sisters, at iTunes. Uh, you can also find us online at SatelliteSisters.com. We also do a recap of the CBS drama, Madam Secretary. So if you have fun with that show, you probably have fun with our recap uh, that you can find also at iTunes and at SatelliteSisters.com. All right, Julie, have a fantastic week. You too, Leanne. And don't forget, call your Satellite Sister. <laughs>